Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today, our special guest will be Kathy Jo Bryant, and she will be talking to us about genealogy and poetry. Don't go away. You don't want to miss this. Kathy Jo Blake Bryant hails from the United States, originally from Texas, and now resides in California. She is a domestic engineer and an avid genealogist and a member of a lineage society. She has authored a two-volume book on genealogy. Even though she has intermittently been writing poetry since youth, she has had a positive surge in writing since joining quite a few poetry groups within the last couple of years. Quite recently, she has had her poetry accepted on Rock Vision, a top worldwide platform for writers and poets, The Sparrow, a recitative YouTube poetry group, and has received a growing number of poetry certificates of various kinds for picture prompts and daily and weekly contests. Well, now you are what I call the genealogy poet, because you do genealogy and you do poetry. Those are yes, your, I do. your yes, two I loves. Do. That would, would that be a correct uh, way of putting that's, it? That's correct. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your history with poetry. How did you get started? Well, actually, it's kind of funny because late in life, my mother told me, my mother told me she wanted me to be a poet. <laughs> and she she wrote one poem, but I, I don't know, I guess she got busy and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that she did all the time, although she loved it, I'm sure. Um, and I think I wrote my first poem when I was like 10. And I think it was part of my schoolwork. I enjoyed it, but I didn't really get into it till I was older. Um, when I was an adult or close to it. Uh, but I really loved it. And growing up, I loved words. I spent a lot of time in the dictionary looking up mm-hmm. words and their meanings. I was just fascinated by that. And, of course, poetry is all about words. So yes. it was a natural thing that I gradually generated into getting there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really get anywhere until I got on Facebook and joined the po- uh, a poetry group and then a bunch of them. Because it stimulates your, you know, your need. To, oh, man, I got to do this contest and this is cool and and getting comments and just the whole thing is a whole new world for me. Right. You're getting kind of prompts and things like that to make yes, you think about yeah. what you're it was all, about. Right. It was all new to me, but I was really, I don't know, enamored with it because it just fed my desire to keep writing more, faster. Oh, wow. And, and then I started uh writing down, you know, little things that I would think of and uh, that would give me an idea for a poem. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a little gradually, a little at a time that fed into this passion now, even though I liked it, it wasn't a, really a passion until I got involved with all these groups and, you know, where they have contests and people are commenting back and forth. It does a lot for your poetry. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, what I've read, um, I've ma mainly read your poetry on Annette Hartley's group, The Passion of Poetry, which I understand yeah. you're an admin for. Right. Well, I'm a moderator. <laughs> moderator. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, you basically kind of make sure everybody, you know, follows kind of the rules and stuff and yeah. post the poetry. Uh -huh. yeah. But your poems on there have been really wonderful. Well, and thank wonder, you. Have you ever thought about um, putting together a, a compilation or a book or a chapter? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I do have a, a group on Facebook called uh, Poetry by Poetry. Uh, my poetry um, pen name, I've had that for a while because since I have these two loves, poet and you know it's poetry but then combining the two p-o-e-t-r-e-e -E, because family tree is what mm -hmm. genealogy is so I put the two together to show my two loves and, sure. and that and so I have my group on Facebook called poetry by poetry <laughs> <laughs> That's but I haven't put a lot into it simply because I've been spending so much time putting uh, poetry in all these different groups and it <laughs> takes a lot of time, you know, yes. doing all that. but I've been trying lately to also put them in my own group. And it's just like a showcase kind of a thing, because if you, if I want to show a poem, you know, it, to someone, I don't want to have to sift through all the different groups and try to look up all my poems. So I have that group for if people want to come in and see just my poems, you know, to read them. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps it organized that way too. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's wonderful. I look forward to um, seeing that when you do compile that into a book. I'll be one of yes, your first I, I really want to. Yes. I really want to badly now, you know, more than ever. I, I see people say, hey, you should put that into a book. Well, I'd like to, but there's a lot involved in getting that published like that. Yes, you know? yes, it you is. Nice. Process. Yes. A lot well, of people go to the self-publishing route. It's just sometimes easier. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, or you can go with the traditional publisher, but just expect to be waiting a little while. It doesn't mean anything right. has anything to do with how your poetry is, because I already can see that your poetry is, you know, high quality work. Um, it's just that um, publishers, you know, just take a lot of time to, to get through that whole process. So if right. you have the patience to do that and more power okay. to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying that, but it gets kind of hard sometimes when you have so many things going at once. You know how it is. Yes, I, I surely do. I sure do. Yes, sure you do. <laughs> yes, I, I just got done right before we came together on here. Um, working with uh, one of my clients on editing their poetry, you know, and going through it line by line and, and doing some. Yeah, that's time um, consuming. Collaborative, yeah, but it's, uh, I enjoy it. I mean, if I, yeah. I wouldn't do it if I didn't like doing it. Cause oh, I, no, if you love poetry, yeah. you love everything. <laughs> and to be involved in that creative process, I'm right in there, you know. Right. I'm right in that's there all cool. the way. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now on your genealogy, um, I understand that you use a, a, a specific poem, is that right, that you put in front of your book? Um, yeah. yeah, I do have another poem that I'm hoping mm -hmm. to read that okay. is also genealogical, and a lot of my poems are nostalgic, and when okay. I say that, 
They're nostalgic because in, in genealogy, it's all about the past, you know, your, mm -hmm. your family, the things that have happened in the past, the people that have done things to help you get where you are. And so a lot of these stories were passed down to me by my mother, my grandmother, uh, and you name it, different, different people that in our, in our family, you know, that my mother, because my mother was a great storyteller. Mm -hmm. She didn't write the poem. She wrote one poem, but she was always telling me when I was growing up, all these stories that happened in her family. And that's yes. one. Reason, yeah. That's one big reason why I decided to do the genealogy compilation into, and I didn't know it was going to be that big, <laughs> but, but it really grew. Yeah, it grew. And there was a lot of people that fed into it, you know, giving their information. And so mm -hmm. it ended up being really big, but uh, yeah. So writing, in fact, when I was, well, I was already married with my three children, but I wanted to take a story writing course. And I took one from, I think it was the Institute of Children's Literature back east. Uh, and I passed that. But for some reason, it didn't really click with me. And I think because poetry has more parameters, you know, it, it gives you more of a, I don't know how to explain it, except for me, I need parameters. Uh, that kind of set it there. So, you know, rhythm and rhyme really do it for me. And some people mm -hmm. like to just free verse a lot, but for me, it's not easy to do free verse that much. Right. So um, that really got to me at the poetry. When I got into that, this is really cool. I really like poetry because I like rhythm and rhyme. I love new words. I, I, I'm always looking up words. So, that seemed to feed in better than just writing a story by itself. Well, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's beautiful right. poetry that rhymes and beautiful poetry that doesn't rhyme. And so I think right. it's, it's really the poet's um, right. call as to how they want to go about it. You know? How it best works for them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. So would I you like to share it. a piece of your poetry with us today? Sure, I'd love to do that. And uh, I, I wrote one several days ago, and it's funny, but when I start writing, I think of a subject and I start writing, and I don't even know how it's going to turn out or even what style I'm going to use, but uh, it just seems to flow. If it's supposed to be, it'll flow. So this one, people really seem to like, and I'm very much into music. Our family was very musical. So I have a number of musical poems, and this one is, in, is titled The Pipe Organist. Okay, great. Yes, okay. I sit and watch the organist as he practices his piece. His fingers fly across those keys with loads of expertise. Rich notes just echo from the loft and mingle oh so sweet. His feet know how to dance about and add deep tones replete. A lady who reads music, too, turns pages as he plays. It's just amazing how he knows the majestic organ's ways. He pulls the stops to change the sounds, so many in vast array. I close my eyes and open my heart to rich music heard today. 
Beautiful. I love that. Yes, it seems like people really love that. And and for some, it was nostalgic for them because their mom played the church organ. Two of them, you know, different people. Hey, that I can I was right there and they know, you know, different people, you know, if they're musical and enjoy music, they can identify more with it than someone that may not care for music. But that's what poetry is. It appeals to different tastes. Exactly. Brings back, you know, brings up different kinds right. of memories and yeah, sets off memories or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you have another piece for us? Oh, yes. Hold on <laughs> just a second here. Okay. Okay, now this one <clears throat> is a little bit of a love poem, and I titled it Under the Trellised Arbor. Under the trellised arbor, where the wild roses grew, is where we first met, my darling, and I saw my first glimpse of you. Your arms were spread wide and welcome. Your eyes just danced with delight. And I sensed instantly your sweetness, your wisdom and clear insight. My beloved, you then spoke softly. I'm thrilled beyond words you're here. My dreams are realized completely. My words are deep and sincere. I have felt your love ever so deeply when you wrote your letters sublime. Now I'm supremely happy to meet you in person this time. Oh, sweetheart of mine, my lover, I swoon with overwhelming wave. The one I love above all others, together our names we'll engrave. Many years have passed since meeting, but our love has never grown old. For remembering that day under the arbor, love grew stronger and never grew cold. Oh, wow. That's a lovely love poem. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, it's, it's really something how you think, you think of something, a subject, a, a word. And sometimes I start with words. Words intrigue me. Mm-hmm. So I try to use a title, and it may not always be, you know, a lot of words, but just kind of tells it like it is, you know, exactly. where, they met, where they met under a trellis arbor. So to me, it's kind of intriguing. Oh, that's kind of a cool place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you have another piece for us? Yes. Yeah, I want to close with the genealogical one. But okay. this one, this one that I'm going to read next is for flower lovers. Okay. And a lot of ladies love flowers and men too, for that matter. So this poem is titled My Flower Garden of Love. In my gorgeous flower garden, I'm happy and at ease. When I inhale the delicate scents and hear the buzzy bees. The tender blossoms bend and sway as butterflies nectar sip and dewdrops glisten in the sun. Wow, folks, this is a trip. Bright birds just trill among the trees. I feel my soul will burst. Absorbing all this ecstasy, it quenches my deep thirst. I take my tools and weed the beds, earth fragrant in my hands. 
My flowers and I have a love affair. Only a gardener understands. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah, I you just have... you right there. <laughs> in yeah. The flower yeah, I was thinking about that uh, flowers yesterday. I was remembering when we were growing up, my mother always liked to grow four o'clocks. And um, it was my job to go out and gather the seeds, you know, when they turned uh -huh. to seed. Oh, cool. Um, Very nice. Um, there weren't too many things that we grew, but that was one of the things that she always wanted us to have was four o'clocks. I don't oh, hear too much about them anymore, but yes. I was reading something yesterday about four o'clocks. Yeah, I just love flowers. <laughs> I yes. don't really have a green thumb, but when you're a poet, you can be anything you want to be. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And my, my sister really has two green thumbs. Oh, she makes up both. for it. Well, she just really can grow just about anything. And both of our grandmothers were flower lovers. Oh, and one, okay. of my, one of my grandmothers not only just grew flowers, she loved roses and she hybridized roses and named them after her grandchildren oh yeah that's so, nice yes yes it's it's a sweet thing i, I flowers are gorgeous i love flowers <laughs> so anyway that one <laughs> so did you say you had a genealogy poem that you wanted to close with yes i do i have one called grandma's legacy okay and this is quite unusual, and you'll recognize part of it, I think. Okay, so, because it's kind of famous uh, in here. So, um, Grandma's Legacy. You passed it down, but not by choice. You had no voice in Salem Town. In many minds, you were a witch. Superstitions glitched had you in binds. Then they decided for prison bars, so dark, no stars, that's where you abided. Your dear son Tom pled to the court, your death to abort, he used aplomb. Thank God it worked, they let you go. Tom loved you so, where evil lurked. I'm remembering you, Grandma, this is what I wrote. In honor of Elizabeth Hutchinson Hart, one of many accused of witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts, witchcraft trials. She was released from prison by a petition from her son, Tom. She was my ninth great grandmother. So wow. that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that something? That is something. That wow. is something most people in school or in their studies of some kind or another have heard of the Salem witch trials. Yes, yes, and for this sure. Was many, many years ago, but it's it's so prevalent. Uh, back then, you know, there was a lot of superstition. And so people were accused of things they weren't even guilty of, but it was just a superstitious age. So, uh, and I found, I have a cousin that also does genealogy, and she is the one that connected with me and and found out this information of how we connect to her. Mm -hmm. And another interesting thing, uh, Diana Spencer, everybody knows about Lady Di. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, so I am her cousin because, okay. yeah, this lady that was accused of being the witch, her mother 
was also the ancestor of Lady Di. Oh. Plus the first, when I say the first president and the sixth president, the John Adams, they were mm -hmm. also descended from her. So see this genealogy stuff, you never know what you're <laughs> going to find. It's really no, cool. Right. I love it. Yeah. yeah it's fascinating. My so, sister was the big genealogist in our family and she caught my daughter quite a bit. And um, so far we found out we're related to Eisenhower and Daniel Boone and John wow. Browning. Um, Ooh, I think we cool. have some people over in England. I'm pretty sure because of our European, you know, heritage right. is kind of a mix. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Cool. It yeah. is very interesting. Fascinating. For me, it's time travel. When you mm -hmm. talk about time travel, now a lot of people say, oh, you know, they want to go in the future, you know, futuristic stuff, and that's cool. But I can do time travel with documented evidence that these people existed. They did this. They did that. And they connect to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's, it's just fascinating to me. I have a, po a poem about my grandmother. She loved to play ball. And... Mm -hmm. uh, and she played it with her friends. And there was a cattle pasture next to where they played the ball. And they were warned, you know, don't let your ball go over into the, the pasture because those are mean cows. Well, <laughs> everything didn't work out that way. And the ball did go over the fence. And my grandma thought, oh, I can make it. You know, I can get it. Well, she got the ball and was almost back to the fence when here comes the mean cow. And oh. listen her up with her horns and set her on the other side i know oh, that fantastic but that's what happened and oh, i think my. god directed it <laughs> i'm oh, hoping <laughs> thank god um, his sense of humor huh <laughs> yeah yeah it is fun it was funny when you think of it <laughs> oh, and then i have i have uh, stories that i've written in the poems about my mother things that happened to her um, and there's a lot. And I've thought to myself, I love all these things, the stories that were told to me by my mother. And I want to write them all into poems because mm -hmm. it's something that can be a legacy passed down to your family, your cousin, you know, whoever it is. Right. Uh, to remember, they, they may not even sit down and read a story, but they will read a poem. That's another they will thing. Read a poem. Poems yeah, I'm reading a book like that right now. Yes, they have a magic appeal that even mm -hmm. just the story may not have. Mm -hmm. And it's usually a little bit more concise. It's kind of a story in a nutshell. You know what I'm saying? It, it, right. it can kind of puts it into a smaller scope. Mm -hmm. And people will sit and read a poem where they may not sit and read a long story. That's true. So, That's true. so I have a lot of fun condensing these stories that I was told into poems. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have quite a few that, that happened to me and my siblings. Quite mm -hmm. a few of them. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of fun writing yeah. the poetry. I, I just enjoy it so much. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Kathy Jo, is there anything I have not asked you that you would like to talk about? In my studies, I follow up on clues. And um, I am a member of the Order of First Families of North Carolina, which that group is for those who genealogically descend from a person who was living in the area that became North Carolina 
on or before the 12th of July, 1729, because that's when it became, uh, is it a colony? I think it's a colony, you know, because there were the 13 original colonies. And right. so if you descend from someone who can be proven to have lived there and that you can prove you connect to them, then you can join their group. Okay. So that, that's what I did. And then I proved back another one more generation from this person. And he was my immigrant born in 1645. Oh. Yes. And another interesting thing that happened, uh, the genealogist for that group um he's a very good genealogist one of the last uh southern genealogists that there are and he wrote me a thank you because what happened one of the proof references that i used to prove my ancestor opened up quite a few other ancestors that he had been looking for for 10 years serendipity mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of an interesting thing. Yes, yes. So he's going to mention me in his book, and he right. writes a series of books uh, oh, on genealogy, okay. all these different families, you know, um, mm -hmm. writes books about them. And okay. uh, I'd love to have the whole lot, but I don't know if I ever will. But, uh, but anyway, so that was really cool. Uh, serendipity is cool because you're doing one thing, and you open another door it's really right. cool right so that, that was that was an interesting word. thing that happened <laughs> yes well very interesting how exciting yes it was very exciting well Kathy so, Jeff thank you so much for coming out here today and talking with me well I'm just delighted to do that I, I just you know it's my passion as it is yours and it, it's very inspiring to be able to collaborate you know work together and talk mm -hmm. together about exactly. our loves and it's, it's thrilling i love it so it was great being able to be on this podcast so thank mm -hmm. you for inviting me well, i enjoyed thank it you very so much. much thank you so much and you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you and you too Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. If you would like to be on our podcast, please email prolificpulse at gmail.com. Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye.